Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Monday, April 17th, 2023. It's about 3.30 in the afternoon here on the East Coast of the United States. Tony Schaefer uh, joins us again. Uh, Tony, since yes. um, we last spoke about uh, top secret security clearances and this young man, uh, Jack uh, Teixeira, some of your uh, colleagues whom I know you uh, respect and admire have uh, come close to your argument that it seems like a lot for him to have had in his possession and had a- and revealed on his own. What do you think the chances are that he's a pawn for somebody far senior to him uh, in the government who is either adverse to the Biden administration policy or is looking for some kind of an off ramp? Well, um, I think it's very significant and very likely at this point for a couple of different reasons. First, uh, this this individual, Sarah, is very young. And uh, let me clarify some of my comments last time because it seemed to generate some interest. Someone his age could probably end up with a security clearance, top secret. It, it, it's possible. Uh, and probably in this case, he, he did get one. Simply having a clearance doesn't grant you access to the actual information. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like having a driver's license. You don't have a car. You got to get a car. You got to go get a car, and that's where the analogy is directly related here. Someone gave him a car, Judge. I don't think he just got the car. All right. Uh, so if he has, if he has a top secret security clearance, does he still have to go through another step, which involves a subjective evaluation of of other human beings before he can get material marked top secret? Or can he sit at his laptop, whether it's in a skiff or in his bedroom in his parents' home and just access access this stuff? The clearance is an administrative process. You go through, you fill out paperwork. It's done as an investigative and adjudicative process. Are you personally investigated by either the FBI or, or some investigative authority in the military that employs you? Yes. It's a separate process that results in a clearance being granted. The clearance being granted does not give you access. Access is different than granting them clearance. The, the okay. clearance is an administrative process. And yes, uh, you've probably had something called a NAC, National Agency Check Done, to get a secret clearance. Beyond that, you get to get uh, special, in, special uh, compartmented information. TS, you've got to go through a special background investigation, SBI. That does require Defense Security Service or other some other investigative entity review your background. It's a it's an actual investigation. But how that, long do, how long does all this take from the time you fill out the first form till the time you get your top secret SCI uh, segmented compartmented information that can only be looked at in a government uh, secure skiff before you, you get that approval. You can get an interim top secret based on a national agency check 
and local checks. That is to say, they could just go check with local law enforcement as long as you don't have a criminal record or and you've completed national agency checks. That means you can get an interim clearance of top secret. Doesn't mean you get the access. It means you just get the clearance. And then the actual clearance with the investigations probably take close to a year, plus another six months for adjudication, year and a half. It's, it's, and it's can a this happen process. to? someone who is, and, and I do not demean their work, but I, I want our viewers to know what I'm talking about. Basically a weekend warrior. This young man yeah. was not working, as I understand it, in the military, 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week like you no. did. He no. was doing something else during the week and spending one weekend a month with the Massachusetts National Guard. Do I have that right? You do, but his billet could have been designated for that level of clearance because he was an intelligence unit. So the, some of these clearances are granted based on the position. That is to say that if you're in a certain position, when I was uh, in the Ohio Army National Guard as a second lieutenant, I, uh, I was a counterintelligence, uh, human intelligence officer. Uh, I, I was given a secret clearance. I didn't need any more than that. And, and apparently in his unit, he may be working at a higher level. With that said, Judge, this, because he gets a top secret clearance, doesn't grant him top secret access. access okay, so he has, he has the driver's license. How does he get the car? So he gets the car by someone else giving him the keys to the car. Someone had to give him access. Uh, once you've got the clearance, the access is a completely different issue. And that's where we don't know. This is where the story gets really vague to the point of non-existence. Uh, those slides he had were highly controlled. They, they came from a very high level. And some people said, well, maybe he printed them. Judge, anytime you, you take something off a top secret system, somebody said that the, the, the JWICS may have been the source. And that's the joint uh, worldwide uh, top secret intelligence net. It's like an internet with top secret. Anytime you do anything on that, it's recorded. And if you, you can't do a thumb drive, you can't uh, take a document and open it without someone noting it. These are highly controlled docs, especially after the whole thing with Bradley Manning. Any top secret document or database is heavily regulated. So how did they get around that? I don't think he did. Brings me to the next point. Who did he get those slides from? Let me stop you before you get that. Sure. Is there any question in your mind, Tony, that the materials are genuine and are what they appear to be. Based on the reaction alone of the White House, they're absolutely authentic. Uh, the way that John Kirby said, uh, you know, by the way, Judge, you and I are going to be chewed out by John Kirby because we're talking about something we're not supposed to. I mean, oh, I right, right, call right, right. Well, you even looked at these documents and he told yeah. you to throw them out. Not to That's look right. At them. That's right. Don't look at them because, you know, so, yeah, no, I do believe they're authentic. Plus, just looking at the slides themselves, the way it's formatted, the portion markings, the, the, the classification markings, they all look very authentic. Okay. All right. Now, back to your analogy. You sure. have analogized the tox, top secret security clearance to getting a driver's license, but not getting the key to a car. Right. What so, a human being, not a computer program, but a human being had to have given him the key to the car. That's my judgment because the level of briefings. The, the slides are from the, the, the that's from the chairman of the Joint Chiefs level. Some of those markings are very clearly designated for the chairman of the Joint Chiefs for the Joint Staff. Uh, at least one set of CIA documents. Judge to get CIA documents, CIA has to pass those to DOD, and apparently uh, these things were controlled. Now back again, back during my day, documents like that were highly, highly maintained as separate from the internet. You don't put it on. 
I've, I've shared some other interviews. I actually had to go in with my friend, Jim Wolsey. Jim and I sat down with Mike Pompeo back when CI had its uh, hacking tools compromised because they were storing them on the internet. So I was authorized by, by the, the Joint Chiefs of Staff to go over and brief Mike on this is how you protect things like that. Don't, don't put it on the internet. And so that's what I'm saying. Don't, don't, you never put this level of highly classified information on a network system. You just don't do it because these sorts of things can happen. And I don't believe that, the, that they compromise the, the uh, automated. I don't, think the, I don't think these slides were put on an automated system. Therefore, if it wasn't put on an automated system, the kid had to get him from somewhere. somewhere. Someone had to either give it to him, had to hand it to him, or he had to find it from a, a, a source which was friendly to give it to him. That's why I'm saying. Well, why, would anybody, why would anybody give a briefing intended for the five senior military leaders in the United States government, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, to this 21-year-old weekend warrior in Cape Cod? Well, they'd have to have a motive. And that's where your background and my background would have to be used to kind of sort through it with more details. At this point, Judge, it just again, that's that's the void. The the kid had a clearance, okay. The documents exist, okay. How did how did how did that how did this evil Reese's cup moment come together? How did the chocolate and peanut butter get together? That's what we don't know at this point. So the documents uh, revealed that the American government itself, notwithstanding an investment of $60 billion in the Ukraine government, uh, another $48 billion uh, authorized, uh, believes that Ukraine is, is losing, right. believes that Ukraine's um, air defenses will be degraded down to zero by, uh, by the end of next month. Right. Uh, and yet uh, American officials are painting an entirely uh, different uh, picture. That, to me, this rises to the level of false official statement and uh, lying under oath. So, yes, the, 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 from everything I've seen, I've watched a, a number of these things. And yeah. OK, so I want you to I want you to watch. And you and I have seen this before. Sure. But it's only about two weeks old. It is well after these materials were first posted on his gamer site. So well after he got it. Right. Uh, this is the secretary of defense who must know what the Joint Chiefs know. But you tell me, I'm going to ask you right after we watch this, is he being truthful? Here he is. With regard to your optimism about Ukraine having the upper hand, that is what you told me yesterday. It, it is. Now, uh, Ukrainians have inflicted significant casualties on the Russians, and they have depleted their, uh, their inventory of uh, armored vehicles in a way that no one would have ever imagined. And so now we see Russia reaching for T-54s and T-55 tanks because of the level of damage that the Ukrainians have inflicted on them. And we have, in the meantime, been... And reaching, reaching for those tanks uh, demonstrates what to you, sir? It demonstrates that uh, their capability is waning. And we've uh, continued uh, to witness uh, them be challenged with artillery munitions and other things. And they're reaching out to Iran. They're reaching out to, uh, to North Korea. I think, you know, we'll see an increase in the fighting in the spring as uh, conditions for maneuver improve. Do you believe there's a real chance for significant Ukrainian advancements between now and the beginning of winter? I believe that there's a chance and we're doing everything that we can do to uh, ensure that they have their best opportunity to be successful, Senator. Ukraine has the upper hand. Russian capability is waning. We expect significant Ukraine advances. Is he lying under oath? 
the answer is yes. Based on at the, at the moment he said what he said, he knew it was false. And in the military, it's called false official statement. Basically, he knew. There's actually a phrase for this. False official statement. Yeah, look, I've been, I've been allegated. Look, I've been charged with that before, Judge. I mean, in all my investigations, that's one of the bogus allegations against me when I was going through my clearance revocation. False official statement is like, what's false? So no, they they can charge you with that. As a matter of fact, that's grounds for revocation of a clearance. That's grounds for being brought up on charges. This, this that is chargeable under the UCMJ or under uh, under federal law because he made a false official statement. That was a false statement. He knew that the, the state statement was false. Right, so I'm not going to hold my breath waiting for the indictment. No, but uh, to, let me let me add one of the point to this too. When he made those statements, it was it was meant to deceive. That is simply false. He was trying that he, he patently knew was completely inaccurate, and that to me then comes to lying uh, under oath to Congress. There, there's a I don't know what the charge that would be, but when you knowingly deceive Congress. As part of a hearing, that is, uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's a, a felony. It's, it's a, a felony. felony. Tony, there are there are two charges. There's perjury, and then there's knowing knowingly misleading Congress. What's the reason for the second statute? Because sometimes Congress forgets to administer the oath. Right. And so it's not perjury, but you're, you're still misleading Congress. The penalty is the same. It's, right. it's five years per lie or five years per misleading statement. But again, I'm not going to hold my breath. They're going to prosecute this 21-year-old. They're not going to prosecute the no. a secretary of defense who misled the Congress and misled the press and misled the public. Someone should take those slides, print them off, and then confront uh, Secretary Austin directly and cite what we just talked about. On this date, uh, Secretary, Mr. Secretary, you made these statements. On this date, these slides existed. Why, you know, how, how is it that you said this and yet these slides reflect this, which is how I, I wish that I could be uh, the interrogator. Any one of the senators can do it. That's the last time he appeared before that committee. That's just a few weeks ago. Right. We'll see what happens uh, the next time he's there. How about this from Victoria Newland uh, revealing the location of Russian assets? Take a listen to this. There is a drone base in Crimea where the drones that the Iranians have yes, given yeah. Russia are being launched from. There are command and control sites in Crimea that are essential for Russia's hold on all of the territory, including the land bridge. There are mass military installations on Crimea that Russia has turned into essential logistics and back office depots for this war. Those are legitimate targets. Ukraine is hitting them. And we are supporting that. Let's put aside the craziness that she believes that a Ukrainian flag is going to fly over Crimea. Mm -hmm. What is she revealing? What Intel has told her, right? Right. Oh, no doubt that, that national systems were used, ISR, intelligence surveillance reconnaissance systems were used to generate the information she, she just revealed. Uh, it's very significant. I mean, that she gave a, a very specific location that probably gave the Russians a heads up. It's like, hey, uh, they know where our stuff is. But more importantly, Judge, the, the point that we're missing here, that the main, mainstream media is missing, not us, is that she is clearly stating that we are a combatant in this war. Yes. Listen to what she said. She just laid out that that we are engaging these as targets. These are legitimate targets. Really? 
Judge, I don't remember a declaration of war uh, being uh, voted on and implemented regarding how we now are engaging the Russians directly. But that's what she said there. You know, it's a head scratcher. We know there's been no declaration of war. Uh, we know there are members of Congress who are are very um, determined on this. Rand Paul uh, on the Republican side, Tim Kaine on the Democrat side. Uh, Rand Paul's a friend of mine, Tim Kaine's uh, an acquaintance. Where the heck are they? Why aren't they saying, why are American boys pulling triggers of American hardware shooting American ammunition at Russian boys without authorization from the Congress? That's well, what they should be saying on the floor of the Senate. I, well, in the House, too, look, uh, my, our late friend Walter Jones is a fr close, close friend and mentor of mine. Walter always said we must have a debate. Even no matter what side you're on, the American people need to be informed and consent and have and obtained their consent for any use of military force. And here we have a, an unelected bureaucrat who is essentially uh, enlisting the United States in the Ukrainian war against Russia without any regard to the policy or other realistic consequences regarding the United States and our involvement. It's, so it's, the, Wal the Walter Jones argument, and God rest his soul, I hope he's in heaven. He was a great I, uh, sure man and a mentor to me as well. Uh, is the reason why I have argued, and I've been raked over the coals a little bit over the weekend, even by some of my fans and friends and family members, <laughs> uh, that Teixeira is an American hero. He may be a pawn. Maybe somebody I'm, put this in his yeah, laptop. I'm ambivalent. Know. I'm ambivalent. Okay, but my, my point is the American public has the right to know what the government is doing. And when the government is lying about killing people, the revelation of that ought not to be criminal. It ought to be lauded. I, I you and I both, I, I was a whistleblower. I went through the grinder. I will, I will never regret my decision. It was the right thing to do. I don't know what to share his motivation is at this point. I don't know enough to understand why he did what he did. And I'm, I'm going to, hold my opinion on that. With that said, I agree with you 100% that the information that is put out, first off, contradicted the official line, which showed people lied under oath. And secondly, was information that the American people had the right to know and, and do need. The, and now that it's out, we must demand an accountability of why these leaders like Victoria Nuland and, and uh, Lloyd Austin are trying to sign us up to war without authorization, because it's not in our interest. I, I, as a soldier, Judge, I if we're going to go go fight, I want to fight to win. We're not fighting to win. This we're fighting to be disruptive and 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 essentially meddle in the politics of a country that is not a member of NATO. That is not in any interest that I can tell regarding our national strategy or uh, need to influence things within Europe. All right. So what happens now? Will will the FBI perform some kind of a forensic test on? Any computer he touched, and will that forensic test show? Well, no. Who gave him? Who gave him the keys to the car? No, they will not, because DOD will probably not give them that access. Remember, that's the other, the other red flag we've been talking about. It, it's completely insane that DOJ and FBI come in to investigate this. I know in DOD, you have a third agency looking over your shoulder at your systems. That's not going to fly. So I think FBI is going to be met rightly with a lot of resistance from DOD regarding what system he accessed and when. This should have all been handled by DOD. 
uh, Judge, I started off as an Army counterintelligence special agent. I, I know we have adequate numbers of those folks. They still exist. You could have put together a, a blue ribbon DOD investigative unit to go do this. As a matter of fact, I think DOD should do that because you don't want the FBI, especially with its lack of integrity in recent investigations, doing anything in any critical system within DOD. It's just not in DOD's interest to do that. So, so in, in which case is it more likely that uh, whoever the chess master is to Tashara as pawn will be discovered with a DOD investigation or with an FBI investigation? I think the FBI is brought in to make sure that nobody in the official uh, governance uh, appoint, appointed positions are ever uh, uh, basically charged or endangered. I think it's, it's they are there to be the firewall between any inconvenient facts and the Biden administration. That's what their job is, is there to do. Well, the FBI is for the birds, if that's what they're doing in this case. I think that's what they're going to do. This kid is going to spend 20 years in a federal prison. All he was was a pawn from somebody senior. We won't know who the senior person is until that person is gone. Dead. Probably. I think that's what the plan is. I mean, it's, it's what it's looking like to me. I've seen this movie before, Judge. It's what it looks like to me. And it's, 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 it's better on reruns than it is in live. Just saying. <laughs> you got it. Tony Schaefer, always a pleasure, my dear friend. Thank you for all your insight. Thank you, Judge. Wow. If you like that, like and subscribe. And as you know, more when we get it. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom.